This week on the Super League podcast, we go through round seven. We have a special guest on the podcast, and we have crossover games coming up. It's time for the Southeast Super League podcast, the home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. All right, and we are back on the airwaves, Tristan Blacker. I'm Dale Taylor, your host. I'm joined by Tristan Blacker and a very special guest with you this evening. Hello, DT. Yes, we do. We have uh, a very big Super League faithful and superhero in my book, Braden Venning. Yeah, the most handsome bald guy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brayton, mate, welcome back onto the pod. This episode brought to you by Lincoln Scott from Biggin and Scott Real Estate. If you are selling your house, don't sell it with anyone else. Tristan, and, what's uh, been happening in Super League? Uh, lots, mate. We're um, we're ticking away quite nicely uh, after coming back from lockdown. I feel like uh, a lot of the boys we were talking about a bit of rust and a few blokes being rusted through, but we're starting to uh, we're starting to get some some good quality basketball. Um, that's good to see. It is good to see. Uh, I feel as though myself I'm seized rather than rusty, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that on the Tuesday night, Dale, because I do have a few questions for you in, in that regard. But for the most part, um, look, it's, it's it's been really good. I think you know there's there's a little bit of continuity now, and and that's something that we haven't had for a while, you know, with with COVID and, and whatnot. So you know, we're getting to see the boys week in and week out, and it's been really good. And Braden, mate, what have you been up to? I know you haven't been around uh, Super League so much recently, but you've you've still been pretty heavily involved in basketball. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, flat out, flat knackered, straight back into youth league. So we've finished up our tryouts, and we uh, had our first practice game just this past Sunday. And, and yeah, it's all all guns blazing. Got some uh, Super League fellas in my team, so it's always good to see. Yeah, who who features in the in the Youth League team. Oh, mate, fan favourite, Dilly Jenk. Oh, Dilly the, Jenk. the master of disaster, yeah. Dill Jenkinson. Yeah. <laughs> Big Pickle. <laughs> Is that his nickname? Pickle, yeah. Pickle. Dill Pickle. Okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, no, you got you got Dill there, and uh, we're about to talk about him. He was in the first game, and he had an absolute blinder. But um, how's he going thus far? Like, he'd be one of your senior boys this year. Oh, definitely. He's in our leadership group. Um, you know, he, he had a triple-double in 20 minutes last year in youth league, so the kid can flat-out play. I can and do a lot got... in 20 minutes, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> a triple-double is not fun. Well, not on a basketball court anyway. <laughs> So, uh, but you've got you've got a few of the younger boys. Like we've got, uh, we're talking before uh, Bray off off air uh, about Cooper Lanting um, yeah. and what he's been able to do. You know, even through lockdown, he, he's continued to work really hard. You know, at school um, with with what he's doing there. But you know, from a domestic standpoint, uh, a Super League standpoint, and representative standpoint, and he's moving into the youth league squad as well. Yeah, he, he's really stepped up and gone to a next level. And that's evident to how he went at the state trials recently. Like, the kid is a superstar and, like, he's only going to get better. 
Yeah, and and that was one thing, you know, you can see we were talking to Billy uh, last round and, you know, just having, you know, Super League, you know, have, playing against men, um, it, it's it's really working in his favour come, you know, what he, what he wants to do state-wise, but, you know, also in, um, you know, the uh, Youth League squad. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was competing against the men at tryouts and was doing really, really well. So I have no issues with him stepping in and playing 18s as well as stepping into youth league as well. So, so outside of um, Dilly Jenk and uh, uh, Dill Pickle, I should say, uh, yeah. and Cooper Landing, uh, is there any other the boys that are running around in Super League that are going to uh, make the squad this year? No, well, uh, Mason Lee's taken the year off. Yeah, going to be around it. Um, yeah, but he's taking the year off. He wants to do a bit of travel and I think probably just play a fair bit of golf. Yep, which you know. Good on him. Uh, Nick Spezza, unfortunately, aged out of youth league and couldn't convince him to stick around with the men. Yep. But yeah, I think that I think that, that kind of covers it. Yep. Yeah. Very good. The, well, what the, about Snags? What's, what's Snags up to? Snags, I, I have not seen him at uh, men's at all, and okay. because he was coming off a a most improved player. Yeah, he was. He was in most the, improved in for the, the men last men's. season. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there oh you go. look! I mean, there you go. I'm sure there's uh, there's a little bit of room for for both the the youth and the and the senior men. So if anyone uh, wants to put their hand up and head to training, uh, do so. Yeah. Well, that's enough about your stuff, Braden. Let's talk about some of our <laughs> stuff. No, I like it when you talk about me. <laughs> Mate, we uh, we we do appreciate you coming on the the pod to to take us through some of the action uh, over the last week. Uh, let's get into the first one. First one of the Monday night, Tristan was your mob getting up on the Kui Koalas, seventy four to forty one. A little bit disgusting. Yeah, it was. Look, it was a little bit of a blowout towards the end. Um, if no one has the stats in front of them, I'll say that it was very much led by me. Um, it's probably, you know, in truth, not the case. But unfortunately for the, the koalas, they were missing uh, big man and one of your favourite boys, Braden Andy Printania. Uh, he was he was unwell and, and couldn't attend. And like we were talking recently, DT, probably in the, the top three, top five for MVP. Um, and you know, arguably one of the probably the best big man in the competition. So, not having him in the squad uh, was was a big was a big loss for them. And they're also missing uh, Dave Juan, who has a fractured face, uh, compliments of a Cooper Lanting elbow. So they're kind of four five. Uh, we're missing, and we're just able to capitalise and, and shoot the ball really well, and uh, got a convincing win. Uh, one one blinding stat on this uh, on this sheet is Dill Pickle Rick with twenty five <laughs> rebounds. Yeah, he absolutely he didn't shoot the ball very well. Uh, it was two or twelve uh, overall, but he rebounded like a boss and, like you said, finished with twenty five rebounds, uh, seventeen defensive and eight offensive. Uh, and it would have it would have been great to see him shoot the way that he normally does because he could have had one of the best stat lines going around in Super League. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty mental stat line. Uh, the only scorer in double figures for the Koalas, Mason Lee with thirteen. Uh, Mitch yep. Gray actually second in line there with nine points. Um, and any any decent passes from the man this week? Uh, not so many decent passes. He um, he. 
he shot the ball relatively well actually and he he moved he moved his feet really well offensively so he, he got to those open spaces and, and and got a couple of really decent looks and i mean he it was four from 14 overall but you know he easily could have been seven or eight from 14. uh he just missed a couple you know towards the end but yeah he had, he had a really good game uh did mitch gray but um yeah, for the most part, you know, I don't want to sound uh, too arrogant or too modest about my boys, but it was it was very much a, a one-sided affair by the Bears. Well, yeah, for your Bears, looks like everyone uh, under the age of 40 scored in double figures. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, it was just me and old man River in the single digits. But, um, yeah, Greggy Wise, one of your favourite men, Braden. Greg the Firehose Wise. <laughs> yeah, he was really good with uh, 22 and, and 13. Uh, Lee shot the ball really well. Uh, he was he was 20 and 9. Uh, and Tommy Greer, uh, Big Gear Greer, he was 13 and 20. Well, I'll tell you who shot the ball impressively, and that's that's Jaden Hamilton. Four from seven from yes. 12 points. Yes, and I think I reckon he had probably two or three of those threes um in a row he just he just lit it up and um you know there was a patch there between him and lee belton they just uh went to town from deep tommy greer what a stitch up you you said oh no he's he's rubbish he's no good and uh <laughs> he's every week 20 rebounds 15 points yeah he's, i uh, think you know what you know what it is like it, tommy's tommy is a, is a very good player and He's nowhere near the caliber of what he used to be. Um, I just think Braden, he just puts the fear of God into people. <laughs> they don't want to go near him. Look, I'd agree with that. I've, I've seen the man. I know him pretty well, and he can be quite fearsome on that basketball court. And like he's, he's the most placid human being off the court, but he steps yep. across that white line. He's massive white line fever. Yeah, he's an, just an angry man. I absolutely love the bloke. I've seen him just throw people. And <laughs> it happens. But then get him off the court, beer, like beers yeah. and beers. Yep, yep. That is, loves beers. That is, that is true. But yeah, no, look, uh, Daly, uh, Tommy had another, another good game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll get to the crossover games uh, at the end of this, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes uh, on Monday night, tomorrow night even, uh, against a certain team in the crossovers. Yes, sir. The next game on the night was the Coralin Camels absolutely spanking the Turin Kraken 76-38. to 38. Uh, Very one-sided game, Tristan. Yeah, it was, it was one-sided from the get-go, in my opinion. Um, the the camels and I spoke to a few of the camels uh, post game and you know you look at these stats and for the first time maybe even the second time this season which is pretty crazy to think that they had a full squad and and this is you know we, we've spoken about what they can do if they can put all those boys you know out on the court and they've done it and they've you know they got a win that was very convincing. Yeah, well, they had their best player back in, Kurt Lazaro, uh, 18 points, uh, five rebounds. Cheap shot at Joel Donnelly, by the way. Uh, James Armstrong played very well again, uh, 17 points, 13 boards. Uh, The Fridge, seven points, eight rebounds, decent game from him. You've, you spoke pretty highly of Kyle Glover um, when he got traded. It looks like he's sort of starting to come into his own as well. 
Yeah, uh, Danny's playing very well. Um, you know, he probably it's 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 unfortunate. I think with the the side he's in, because you know you do have a lot of ball dominant players and a lot of guys that can shoot the ball. So you know he's probably playing a little bit smaller of a role than what he's capable of doing. But this game kind of shows you. You know what what he is actually capable of. I mean, he was only one of four from deep, and and we know how well he is at shooting the three ball. But it was just what he did, you know, w- within the key, and you know, from a defensive standpoint as well. He had five rebounds, and uh, he got a steal in there as well. So he's just doing the the bits and pieces that need to be done. And uh, yeah, what a, what a fantastic player to you know have come off the bench. Yeah. For the Kraken, would you say they just shot poorly? Is that uh, is that where this game was won and lost? Dale, there's a little term that I like to use from time to time, uh, and it's, <laughs> oh. it's it's all about. Did you? It's all about. Did shooting. you like that? It's, I set you up. I all, gave you a little. You did. I gave you a little set. You just got to spike it over. Yeah, baby. and and Braden Braden will will, um, will back me up on here. The boys get into me a little bit about using the word shooting efficiency, yeah. and that's something that we would look at from a representative yeah. coaching standpoint. Look at, so, look at analytics. Yeah, that is exactly right. And their shooting efficiency was absolutely piss poor, really. They were 15 of 75 uh, overall, shooting the ball at 20%. So they actually had one more scoring shot than the the Camels, uh, but they just didn't convert. And, you know, there's, there's the end score, DT. Well, you might remember last week we, we criticised the Kraken pretty heavily for not getting uh, Cooper Lansing enough shots. Uh, this this week yep. he had he had plenty of opportunities, but um, it was just an off night for him and uh, and yep. and the rest of the boys. Actually, I mean you know you see here um, Jack Morris, Bernie, Joey Nativo, uh, Jamie Franklin, Chris Lugman, all all you know shooting the ball pretty um, pretty poorly by their own standards. So. Um, just, just maybe a, a write it off. Come back next week and try and do a bit better. I think. Yeah, that's right. And th- and this is a team that you know is is you know I mean they're not the best three point shooting team, but they are definitely a team can that can you know put up you know some threes and you know keep themselves in the game or you know and, and help with those threes getting them over the line. But you know two of twenty eight, so you know that doesn't help at all. Yeah, that's well, Joey uh, Nativo is not going to shoot at one of twelve again from deep. No, that's right, and, and he's better than that. Yeah, and he's uh, he's someone that's probably had a quieter season, but you know, the last couple of weeks he, he's been a lot better. Like he still had eleven and eight, um, which is which is not horrible, but you know, shooting that ball at that such low efficiency, um, these guys can definitely do better. Especially you know, credit where credit's due, the Camels' defense was really good, but. Um, you know they have had 75 attempts at shooting the ball, so that's it, definitely something that they need to do a little bit better. Is that yeah. Joel Donnelly having seven steals? Yeah, he let me he let me know all about it uh, on Thursday night. I saw him I post practice, and he thought he was probably the biggest snub of the round for for Player of the Week nominations. Um, which you know I. I politely disagreed with him, but uh, a, a, dec- <laughs> a decent effort nonetheless. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 7 steals. Uh, not yep. bad from the GOAT. We call him the GOAT, Joel by the way, Braden. You know what? Joel does. And, and But you know what? You know what that kind of reminds me of, that uh, 7 steals? That On that night, obviously, he's played some really good defense. So you would say that his defense was as half as good as what his little brother Noah can do. 
Look, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Having seen Noah get around, yeah. far better basketballer. <laughs> I'd say Joel would probably be one of, if not the worst Donnelly's at basketball that I know. Yeah, there you go. I mean, look, I'm not going to uh, agree or disagree, but you know, you're in you're in a position from a coaching standpoint that can yeah. identify that type of stuff. So that's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, he's in the men's program, but yeah, you know, I don't know. He can shoot the ball, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, DT, moving moving uh, right along to the 8.20 time slot, it was the Parkaway Toucans 54 getting over the top of the Hampton Park Blazers 37. Do you guys have any close games on a Monday there, mate? Uh, look, not not at the minute, it seems. Um, I think uh, Tuesday was a yeah a little bit closer in parts, but um, just seems to be uh, a few blowouts as of late. Yeah, well, it's uh, look, I, I didn't see this coming. I thought this would have been a really close game between these two teams. Um, you know, on paper, I thought these guys matched up really well. Um, yep. And it was the the Snag brothers doing pretty well here with uh, Kyle. Uh, with 11 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, and Corey with 14 points, 4 rebounds, 4 steals. Uh, doing the heavy lifting for those guys, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, they were the only two in double figures. Um, yeah, it was. They just, um, look, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but they had a, they had a few more scoring shots than than the two cans on the night. And I know that's not, that's not everything, but, it, you know, it also plays a pretty big part because... You know, they out-rebounded the two cans uh, by eight. So they definitely had enough supply of the ball. Uh, and, you know, they, they got enough defensive stops. But it just come down to, you know, putting the ball in the hole. And it's, it's something that they haven't been able to do as well um, as they did, you know, early on in the season. So, you know, the team hasn't changed around that much. They've only made really one trade. And I, and I think for the better. But... Uh, they're just in a bit of a slump, and uh, I'm hoping that they they turn it around sooner rather than later. Yeah, bit of a bit of a smoky these uh, these two cans. They've got a, a pretty decent list on paper when you look at it. Yeah, they do. And uh, you know we've discussed this 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 list um, quite thoroughly over you know previous podcasts, and it just depends on you know whether they gel on the night. And you know last week they did, and. You know, Logie Mills put up 13 points and had uh, six rebounds. Um, Aaron Olchek, you know, got his double-double, which, you know, he, he probably should just about be uh, averaging. So, yeah, they all they all contributed uh, across the, you know, the whole team and got the job done. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well done. Good coverage. <laughs> Next game uh, and the final game on the Monday was the Cadinia Crocs continuing their red hot form against the Jordan Dragons, 52 to 39. Um, the Spez show continues. Yeah, well, uh, we might hand this over to Braden because we were looking at the stats uh, before we went on air, and uh, one of your main boys in Nikolai Spezza uh, had a bit of a, a bit of a blinder break. Yeah, big spares, all about him. Jump on the spares train, taking it all the way. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen many Super League games, but I know Spezza. He's all about it, and he's been letting me know. I saw him last weekend, came up, told me his stats, said, "Jump on, boys." 
take, take you all the way. <laughs> take you to the promised land. Yeah. And, well, this is the team to do it, Bray, because he's got, you know, the likes of, um, you know, Jay Richardson and Dan Stowe and uh, a gentleman by the name of The Badger. Uh, and, well, look, we, we could just about name this whole list, you know, uh, Ads Rawlings, you know, Riley Smith, uh, Serge, but this is, this is definitely, uh, the team to beat Bray, I think across both nights. They're just, um, they're very deep. Uh, they shoot the ball really well. They defend really well. They, you know, they find that open man really well. And, um, yeah. Would you say they're efficient? They're very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> very efficient. Analytics in their favour. Yes. Yeah, big yeah. big time. Snap, snap. But you know who I reckon I reckon I could probably give him a, a proper shout out now, DT. And you know who I reckon is making a very big statement since coming back from uh, this latest lockdown in Steel the Draft, and that is Billy. It's BT. Himself. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, old bristle. He looks like he's in. Uh, <laughs> he looks like he's in hot form. Twelve points, five points, five or ten. Yeah, and um, I, I actually don't think his his stat line on paper is doing him justice because he does a hell of a lot more than what his stats show. So I'm, uh, I'm all about him. I think, um, I think he's playing some very good basketball, and he's definitely up there for steal of the draft this season, in my opinion. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't agree more. For for the Jordan Dragons, Alex Katusiak, 17 points, 12 rebounds. Another one of your boys, Braden. Um, Love him. Yeah, don't we all? Uh, Jimmy Jimmy <laughs> Franis, he had tw- uh, sorry 10 points, nine boards. Uh, Plozzi nearly had himself a double double with eight points, nine rebounds. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much all there is to to go through for the Dragons. Um, how are they going since since the trade? Bringing Gav across and sending Reese and and Trent away. Um, Look, I don't. I don't think it's it hasn't. Um, I don't think they've gelled as much as I thought they would. Um, you know, the likes of Gav Trapnell, who's such a phenomenal defender and you know such a smart player. Um, I just think. They're missing that, you know, re- that, that second, you know, second scorer. Um, like we know that Al can, you know, put up points, and we know uh, James Flannery can put up points, but they're not doing it in a consistent nature uh, that, you know, allows them to, you know, put them in, a, in, in, allows them to put themselves in a, you know, winning position. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they, those guys need to probably. You know, raise the roof a little bit, or they need like a Gav Trapnell or a Plaza or a Woody or a Tyrone, or you know, to, to come to the party and 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 shoot the ball. Because the reason I say all this is, AD Sanchez has missed the last couple of weeks. So when when he's not in in the game, who, who's a phenomenal scorer, they they need to find points from someone else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, I think Alex did his best, taking about five games worth of shots in the in the one. Um, yep. But it's just not enough. No, it's not. Take more. Yeah, take more. Go the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break here from one of our sponsors and we'll get straight into the Tuesday night games. Lincoln Scott at Biggin and Scott Real Estate is here to help with all your property needs. Whether you are selling, buying or leasing your home in Berwick, 
Narry Warren, Beaconsfield, Officer, Pakenham, and surrounding suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates exceptional diligence, drive, commitment, and determination with 15 years' experience. A genuine empathy for his clients and a true understanding of the magnitude of the decision they are making translate to an accomplished approachability. And in utilizing his strong negotiating skills, Lincoln's primary focus is to reward his client's trust with exceptional results, communication, attention to detail, and sharing his local knowledge, being a local resident all his life. Thinking of selling? Contact your local specialist, Lincoln Scott, at Biggin & Scott Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. All right, boys, we are back. Uh, let's jump straight into the Tuesday night games, as discussed. The first game of the night, packing them up at Unicorns, getting up against the Belgrave Mumbers 41-35. This game was close. It was close, and this is what Braden's come on into the podcast for. He's come on for a little uh, little one-liner that uh, him and I have been doing for years. Mm. So I'll take it over. I'll take it over, Braden. Big Daddy Dragon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Benjamin Gay's Big Daddy Dragon turns up. I uh, I was saying on the uh, the podcast last week that when he was playing Warriors, that you and I used to yell out, "We love gays." Oh, well, we do love gays. <laughs> Is that? G-A-Z-E? Yeah, that'll oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, look, he, uh, um, look, they, they got up by six points. This was an absolute cracker. Uh, I, I was here for this one. I absolutely loved it. Uh, two really good high IQ teams going at it. Uh, Gaze was a little bit quiet by his standards. He had 12 points uh, and only two rebounds, uh, which is surprising from him. Um, but it was it was an all-round effort from the the unicorns uh, and a really you know, a really tough loss for the mumbers uh, that find themselves you know searching for that win. They were they were right there and and probably on the back of Tommy Walsh uh, in that third quarter really sort of changed the momentum of the game and um, and really brought the mumbers back in it and and looked like they had most of the momentum sort of leading into the fourth quarter, but. Uh, the unicorns found a way, and um, and it was an impressive win from them. If I'm completely honest, yeah, it was. Well, considering that the uh, the mums had you know 12 more scoring opportunities uh, than the the unicorns, um, and you know they had the the same amount of rebounds, so you know they're, they're both doing it on offense and defensive end. But um, yeah, they just weren't able to to get the job done and. Um, the unicorns push on with another win, and you know, just about clinch that uh, one-two spot. I think in the, on the Tuesday night competition, they're not far away from it for sure. Uh, I think, um, I think uh, another win would almost cement them in that spot. And look, I think they're good on both ends of the floor. I like what uh, Elton Bland and Kyle Sutherland do defensively. I like what Craig Walker does defensively. Um, yeah. I think I think they're just a, a very well balanced team. Um, for the Mumbers, they they had Cam Scott back for the first time in a couple of weeks. Um, he he looked pretty good. He probably didn't really take many shots where um, where he probably could have forced a few up. Um, but he he, yep. he was still pretty solid on the glass, solid defensively, solid passing. Uh, Link Link played a good game. He had 13 points. Uh, Tommy, as as discussed, had a had a decent game as well. And I thought Denis was good as as always. He's he's like one of the hustle guys that um, 
but you know they've, they've got a couple of those guys in Pete and, and Denis uh, that really hustle and and, um, and sort of lift their defense as well. So a question for you, DT. Obviously, you, you know you you're uh, you're the man down there on a Tuesday night. Um, we're a little bit short from a referee standpoint, uh, so you jumped in on that first game. We were able to see a little bit more. Um, from a referee standpoint, with these two teams, that you would, you know, as a spectator, or was it, or was it pretty much business as usual for you? Well, if you ask the teams, I couldn't really see much. So, um, <laughs> but but hey, look, it was it was actually fun. It was a fun, enjoyable game to to referee, and um, you know, that you yep. got way too close at the end. I, I don't like close games as a referee, but. Um, it was it was exciting. So yeah, look, it was. I did, I did hear at one point someone yell out, "Go get your prick business partner's glasses." Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that was, but uh, maybe you didn't hear it because there was no tech towers, uh, tech fouls flown uh, throughout there. But um, you know, you know who really stood out for me in this game, I think, was Link Scott. I uh, I haven't seen him play some aggressive basketball for a while and and maybe he has this season you know i haven't i haven't been down there a lot on a tuesday night but he was very very aggressive in a good way um and it was phenomenal to see yeah absolutely i mean yeah he's playing playing at a high level and you know all the decisions he was making out there on on tuesday were, were really really smart as well so um look their they're probably their finals uh, campaign is probably or their finals push has probably come to an end but um, this team's still a team that can probably disrupt someone else's uh, run to the finals so so don't take them lightly very 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 good Dale uh, I'm gonna intro this next game it was game two 730. They had a fantastic-looking uh, stats person for this game who wore glasses, um, and it was the Bayside Reapers 44 losing to the Dandy Ducks 51. DT, tell me all about it, because I do have a few questions for you in regards to your Reapers. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> the um, I, I, I've got a, a lot of respect for this uh, Ducks team. I think they're probably one of the, the toughest teams uh, on a Tuesday night, but also in, in the whole competition. Um, very well balanced. Um, we we sort of looked at this team as maybe a team that doesn't shoot the three ball particularly well, and uh, you know they only put up eight for the game, but yep. uh, they, they still find a way to punish you just about every other aspect. So um, I thought they did a, a fantastic job of, of really disrupting uh, what we were trying to do defensively uh, early on through Matt Bray, through Trav Blackney, and through Jake Connor. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what, is, what else to say there. But um, can we, I serious we, question? I think like we've we've talked, we've spoken about uh, Trav Blackney. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm probably sure you're aware of, you know, you won MVP and defensive player in one season. Um, led the but league I, like I was the, yeah, and led the league in steals. I was uh, um, doing stats for this game and I was anxious for you guys. Like it had been a while since I've seen uh, old Trav Blackney defend the way he did, you know, just about full court. Uh, and it's just suffocating. It's absolutely suffocating. And I, 
I personally think he played a huge part in um, in that win against you guys. You just he gave you no room. Every passing decision had to be precise, um, and he was just the difference maker. I think, in in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he he makes a lot of smart decisions in in terms of uh, each play defensively, but also sort of steering their team uh, strategy-wise defensively, and, and it really shows out there. So, uh, look, we, we certainly felt the pressure. Um, we coughed it up a couple of times, um, you know, with him him earning steals and and even getting deflections and that sort of thing. So. Uh, yeah, full credit to him and, and full credit to the rest of the Ducks team. They played a they played a really good game. Um, you know, I think we just really struggled to to score the ball. Would you be uh, from a, from a coaching standpoint, Braden, looking at this list? Like, I know there's probably a few guys there that you don't know, but like in all seriousness, would you be happy with DT taking nine shots no. in a Super League game? Flat out, just no. And, and that's something that I... What did I say to you on the bench, DT? And I know you're going you know, to play that modest card. Um, and I said, you don't shoot enough, which is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> because back in the day, like, you were, you'd, you'd throw them up from fucking willy-nilly. But, like, I reckon you probably had three or four shots in that fourth quarter for a total of, you know, nine attempts. Uh, like, I know you've got Steve West and... Um, you know, you've got you know, you're trying to feed um, Jazz inside and, and and whatnot, but I definitely think you should be taking more shots. Well, the stats don't lie, Tristan. Uh, when you're shooting at ten percent, uh, I I fully I think I took enough shots, if not too many. Look, um, good shooters shoot their way out of it, DT, and you're in the good shooter category, so I think you need to be uh, looking at a good 12 to 14 shots a game. And like I said to you, you put it, you probably put up three or four, you know, in that fourth quarter uh, when the game was probably nearly done. So do me a favour and adjust that, uh, and then you know if it doesn't work, well you can tell me I told you so. But until then. That's what I'm going to need from you, okay? <laughs> oh, he's coach. Yeah, you you can't, can't improve the uh, the stat line if you're not shooting. There you go. Percentages won't go up if you're just like putting the holster away. Yeah. Bang. Because I've played domestic with Dale. He loves a walk-up three. He does. <laughs> he loves a walk-up three. He's pretty handy at him. <laughs> Don't and tell I'm everyone. At nine attempts. Yeah, not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Do better. Anywho... <laughs> um, Moving what? right along, DT, or did you want to? Was there anyone else you wanted to cover from um, from this game? Uh, yeah, just just a little bit. I mean, I, I thought uh, Jake Connell was fantastic for those guys. Really, sort of put us in a, a lot of tough spots. Uh, but for our yep. guys, you know, really, really, just Steve West, I think, was uh, you know the difference for us. He he had a, a four point play. He had you know, numerous threes and, and really did a, a good job of keeping us in it where we really needed it. Yeah, no, he did. Um, yeah, Westy was really good. Um, I, I, I love, I love the effort from Jake Connie. He was four from four from the foul line. You know, foul shots win finals. So he needs to keep that up. He's, he's probably uh, another one of those uh, mid-range shooters that's, in my opinion, in that top three to five in the competition. Um, you know, you get, you get him on that, on that, you know, that elbow or anywhere along that foul line, and you know, that's absolute money. So. Yeah, he was he was good. Old uh, Lewis Munoz um, had another really good game himself. So, 
Yeah, a, a Ducks team. They're, uh, I know you've been singing their praises for a little while now. I've had the opportunity to see them the last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, a force come finals. Good unit. The next uh, the next game was the Cranbourne Bucks getting up on the Tornadoes 50 to 34. This game was relatively in control pretty much the whole time I would say um, for the Bucks, but um, it was good to see the the Tornadoes sort of competing and and really sort of trying to push for it to at least get one win for the season. Yeah, look, um, you know we don't want to we don't want to. You know, sit here and you know drag the tornadoes through the mud all that much. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're competitive every in every game, but they're just uh, just not getting it done. Um, but you know, credit where credit's due. The Cranbourne Bucks are another side to, to kind of watch. You know, Timmy Morgan, sixteen points, six rebounds, and you know, however many assists, he's just an absolute hassle uh, to have to play against. So you know, he's he's. Um, you know, another one that could be, you know, a, a smoky for MVP. Um, old peg leg beg, uh, 11 points and, you know, playing some really good basketball. So, yeah, just another um, another really good team that um, are just getting by under the radar. Jordan Hendricks, nine points, six boards, four from six shooting. Good effort from him. Uh, I, know, I know he'd be pretty happy with that efficiency. Uh, Josh Saunders. How does he Sondo. Go? Yeah, let's have a look. Sondo. Zero, Zero from four. four. Yep. Tell Disgusting. you what, I think I think the hot sauce needs to stop coming and watching these games because um, <laughs> it's uh, it's they need to send you back to America. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe um, maybe in the lead up to Christmas, before the sauce goes back, maybe Sondo could give up his spot. Give the sauce a run. Let um, let you know Joshy sit there on the sidelines, and the sh- the sauce can show him how to shoot the three ball. <laughs> True, couldn't be any worse, right? I mean, you know, the, the integrity unit from Super League would let it happen. We all do love the hot sauce. Um, yeah. We love a hot sauce celebration. So let's uh, let's see if we can make it happen. Joshy's obviously, you know, doesn't want to want to play the part by shooting zero or four. So. Do the right thing by you, mate. Yeah, we want to, we want to see Hot Sauce get the pistols out. Yeah, I do love a pistol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another another quick one before we move on. Uh, Thomas Daly, I think, should be in that conversation for steal the draft. Um, yeah. You know, I think he went in the eighth round, and he's he's actually just a he's a high IQ, high efficiency player um, as well. Yep. And um, I think. GMs have got a regret sort of overlooking him um, in the draft and, and overlooked he was. Yeah, absolutely. Another one that uh, maybe we look at that next week, DT. We might do a bit of a, a recap on a few little uh, awards that we have, you know, coming up at the end of the season and, you know, do a bit of a ranking and, and see what we come up with. Bit of a crystal ball. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, no, what? No, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good. I was like a little <laughs> deflated then, but um, just shooting down ideas left, right, and center. Like <laughs> yeah, it. that's yeah. right. Yeah, great one. So I think you're still a little bit salty being the the, the second uh, best looking bald guy on this podcast tonight. I don't know. <laughs> 
To be honest, if I'm on any podcast, I'm the best looking ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to you, DT. Um, moving on to the last time slot, DT, and I'm, I'm actually really keen to get your thoughts on this one. It was the Nah Nah Goon Bulldogs 53 uh, getting the win over the Philly Island Penguins 48. Now, the Penguins are struggling, but they have played some very good basketball the last couple of weeks. Well, like we spoke about the Tornadoes, these guys have actually been pushing teams uh, probably even harder than, than what the Tornadoes have. Um, yep. Really sort of threatening to, to take a win away from, from, you know, like probably the best team in, in the comp or one of, uh, at least at the moment, in the, the Narnagoon yep. Bulldogs. Yeah, well, look, you know, they've, they've got so many... Um, uh, what's that? What's that terminology? Bows in their arrow? Is that, a, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> a lot of, not a lot, not, uh, they've got enough strings in their bow, or yeah, whatever. That's the one. That, that is it. That is is that one, it? Yeah, well, and and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to refer to because you know if if Jeff Reed has a quiet game, you have Pete Kennedy or um, Carl Turpin or Rob uh, Middleton, Riley uh, Ryland Dunn. You know, Fab Monty, all these guys that can, you know, step up and, and play some good basketball. So obviously, that game, it was Jeff Reed at 23 points and six rebounds. Um, you know, they, they're a well, well-oiled um, unit that, that play really well together. So, you know, they obviously got over the line. But, geez, I'm actually starting to feel sorry for these Penguins because, you know, they're playing some very, very good basketball, but they just can't get that dub. Yeah. Um, Starkey making a, a push for player of the week again, 16 points, yep. 18 rebounds. Uh, Chris Munso was the only other, oh, actually, sorry. Yeah, Chris Munso was the only other double score, a double figure scorer with uh, yep. 10 points, four rebounds. Um, Reese and Trent both chipping in a couple. Alex Moore uh, with nine points, three from six from deep. Um, what about um, what about our little mate Jaden O'Neill? Because after being traded over to the Penguins last week, he had an absolute blinder. Uh, he came out swinging and you know played a really good game. He was zero from eight this week. He still had six rebounds and um, six rebounds and a couple of assists. What what was he like? Oh look, I'm I'm sure he would have wanted to do a lot better than that um, shooting wise, but. Um... Look, sometimes you just got to join me at the bottom and, and shoot like shit for a bit. <laughs> That's um, yeah. I've been I've been holding up to that end of the ladder for a, for a long time. <laughs> I, I definitely know what it feels like. But um, what happens from here for these two teams, DT? Well, look, I think the the Penguins are, are done as far as finals are concerned. So, um, look, if if I'm them, I'm sort of trying to pinch wins away from from decent teams and and really upset. Um, a few of these other teams, um, but I, I think it's yeah onwards and upwards for the Bulldogs. They're you know they're they're going to draw um, probably one of the best teams uh, in the competition from a Monday night standpoint, uh, given their record. And um, yep, I, I I think yeah they're probably the favourite at this point to um, to be coming out on the Tuesday night. Yep, that, that's. Um... That is all good and done and said. Well done, DT. Look, we're going to move on to tomorrow night and Tuesday night. We have our crossover rounds, which is our second one for the season. 
Uh, on the Monday night, we have the Tainong Tornadoes taking on the Turidan Kraken in that first time slot. Do you care to hazard a guess as to who's getting up in this game, DT? Uh, I actually, I'm going to take the Tornadoes in this. I reckon. Um, yep. I I think they've got the they've got the horses to to get the job done here. Um, you know they got they got Big Mike inside that's going to you know cause cause the crack and a heap of dramas uh, as well as JD is going to be um, on the attack as well. I I think the Tornadoes push hard and get their first dub. Yep. All right. Look, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one and. I'm going to get into the, the corner of the Tornadoes and, and yeah, they'll get the dub. I'm very keen to see Josh Drury versus Cooper Lanting. I think uh, two, two speedsters that can uh, do a little bit of everything. It's going to be uh, an exciting one. JD can play. He can. Oh, is he still looking like the slim, real Slim Shady? No, I think he's pretty... <laughs> he's he's gone, gone back to the normal colours, I think. I yeah. think that's, that's an opportunity miss. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Personally, like... As a basketball player, it doesn't make an ounce of difference, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, next time slot, DT, it's my Emerald Bears um, taking on uh, the Packy Upper Unicorns and Braden's Big Daddy Get Dragon in Ben Gaze. Yeah, mate. Um, I'm I'm absolutely frothing at, at every every one of these matchups. I'm really keen to see, uh, and, and hopefully we get an overtime game. I, I don't know. I don't know how many we've had this season, but um, I wouldn't mind betting that we haven't had any. Have we had one? Oh, look, it's you know what? It's, it's, it's so something far that we back can... in the past, right? Yeah, that's right. Like it's it's you know with all the um, lockdowns and whatnot, it's very hard to say. I reckon uh, it might be one for Dan Stowe. He's pretty good at the um, the extended stats and and score lines. I reckon we might have to ask him. But um, this very well could be this round, uh, uh, an overtime game. Uh, I like to think that my Bears get up in, in regular time against the Unicorns, but time will tell. I, uh, I'm going to go to the Corns. I like I like what I see from those guys. Their, their defense is really stellar, and um, I think it's going to be a close game, uh, whichever way it goes, for sure. Well, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see. We're going to have, we'll finally have uh, Mike Godfrey back, so... Uh, we might send Mike Godfrey to Ben Gaze and, and tag him and see what happens. Uh, I think you're pushing shit uphill there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Game on the line. You put that ball in Ben Gaze's hand. Big Daddy Dragon. Well, you know what, you know what I'll do then? Well, I'll take Mike Godfrey off Big Daddy Dragon. Yeah. And I'll put Tom Greer on him. Yep. And then you know what Big Daddy Dragon does? Still wax a three in his grill. And then what happens to him after that? Then he just rides Big Tommy Greer around. <laughs> <laughs> Ride your bike a little pony. All right. Well, uh, maybe you should come down for the Monday night and see well, what happens. Come on, after. Yeah. Uh, third time slot, DT. Your Bayside Reapers versus the Kuirup Koalas. Or as we have it on this uh, Excel spreadsheet, the Kuwi Koalas. <laughs> Kuwi. Well, well um, uh, this this is going to be well. I hope another good game uh, in terms of uh, record. Both of these teams have got something to prove. So, um, yep, I think both teams are going out there hard and, and really fighting for a win. I, I don't know how um, how you could pick a winner out of this, but uh, I'm going with our Bayside Reapers. I'm going to use uh, this game as my OT game for the Monday night. I think um, I think yeah, I think this one could go very deep into the 40 minutes and maybe even into 45 minutes of gameplay. 
Yeah, cool, because um, I'm not really up for 45 minutes of gameplay, so I'm just going to go with Reapers <laughs> in regular time. Uh, Where did you get your shots in early, DT? DT <laughs> likes to just have um, 40 minutes of gameplay so we can go outside with Westy and have five minutes of butt play. So. Look, it makes sense. Everyone <laughs> likes a bit of butt stuff. <laughs> Can't be gay with the boys who can you be gay with. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, in the last the last time slot, uh, the Harkaway Toucans taking on the Dandy Ducks. And yeah, this is a pearler as well, DT. I don't want to sound like a, you know, a broken record with my oh, efficiency that's tools. Games, <laughs> these, that's what these games are made for. They're all meant to be, uh, you know, highly competitive games. Um, yeah. These these two teams, I think, match up pretty well. You know, they've got a lot of big guys in both of these teams. But uh, for me, seeing what the Ducks have done so far this season, I have to tip the Ducks. Yep, I'm uh, I'm agreeing with that. Quack quack. So I have uh, I've just tipped all of the. Tuesday teams successfully. Yep. Yep. And because you're, you're a bit of a prick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to debate that, but um, for, moving for, on. For two blokes that run a business together, it's very Monday versus Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Tuesday night, uh, we've got the uh, Cranbourne Bucks taking on the Coraline Camels. Yeah, I... I think this is another one of those games that, that you know <laughs> the guys are going to match up so well against each other I, I'm I'm going to take the camels um, you know I think you know given given their depth um, I, I think that they're a real chance to, to take this one away the Cranbourne Bucks are equally uh, as deep a team but uh, I just have to pick a team and I'm going with the camels yep I agree with you on that one I think if the camels have their full squad they're going to be very very hard to beat uh, second time slot for the Tuesday night. You got the Druin Dragons taking on the Belgrave Mumbers. Yeah, for me, I've, I've got to I've got to back the Mumbers here. You know, we've been singing their praises all season, and they just haven't lived up to um, up to the hype. But um, you know, if they've got Cam and they've got Tommy there, I think um, I think you can't write them off, and I think they're going to be too strong. Yeah, look, I'm 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 gonna go with the Mumbers. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you again on this one. Uh, this is the first time we've agreed so much. Stop on it, podcast stop. DT. <laughs> I feel dirty. Uh, but in saying that, if AD Sanchez rolls in on a Tuesday night and he's ready to play some basketball, game I on. think it could. It's, yeah, game on, and it's a flip of a coin. But based on the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm gonna go with the Mumbers as well. Yeah, uh, third time slot, you got the. Hampton Park Blazers taking on the Philly Island Penguins. For me personally, it's, it just comes down to um, matchups and uh, you know who's been playing well the last couple of weeks, and it's the Penguins for me in this one. Yeah, well, it's you know I think this is going to be an interesting one um, more so than than the rest of them because the, the two squads sort of match up differently like you've got um you've got starkey who can probably take over inside as well as outside but you know if he yep. sort of really dedicates himself to getting inside i don't know that they've got someone who's can who can really stop him in there um yep. and on the on the other side i mean you've got both the nagel brothers i'm not sure that um i'm not sure that the penguins have you know two defensive stoppers that can really do a good enough job to to keep them under wraps so yeah, that's um, actually a really good point too. It's going to be an interesting one as to which strategy prevails, I think. Yep, that's spot on. 
Uh, last time slot. Oh, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a, it's the graveyard shift, but this end up, you know, this could be the match of the rounds. Nanagoon Bulldogs versus the Cardinia Crocs. I've, I've got an interesting take on this, and um, it, it comes after Tuesday night's game where Jeff scored 23 points in the 9-10 time slot, Tristan. Oh, uh, they, they have another 9-10 time slot. and uh, On a Tuesday, even. Yeah, and I'm tipping that, uh, that Jeff Reed is going to go for 23 or more and the Nanagoon Bulldogs get a dub. That is, um, you're playing with some... Uh, it's it's superstitious, some right? that I like. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, look, I can't go past these Crocs. They're just so deep. Um, so they're so deep. They're, it's so deep. Um, you got Spezza. Spezza that can just do what he likes when he likes. Uh, the Badger, you know, probably, in my opinion, is, is just, you know, one step behind Blackney in... You know, he's defensive prowess, you know, whether it's full court, you know, in a zone, whatever. He just causes so much havoc. Um, and then, you know, you, you two, uh, you two old blokes, because you know that Jay Richardson and Dan Stowe are the same age. So, you know, with their IQ levels, <laughs> um, they, uh, they've just got the, the full squad for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with my uh, Monday night boys in the Cardinal Crocs. Yeah, fair call, fair call. All right, well, there you go. That, uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of our crossover games. I can't wait to get through them and, and check out and be doing this, uh, this again next week because um, I reckon we'll be talking about some pretty interesting games. Yep, it's uh, going to be very exciting. Brayden, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. We need to get you down uh, down to some games. Yeah. Or well, Tuesday nights, I can't. Yep. So Mondays. Well, Monday it is. I'm right. playing. DT's playing. I'll come if DT promises he'll put up about 20 shots. <laughs> All right, done. I promise. <laughs> Pinky promise? <laughs> and then you know what's going to happen on next week's podcast? Shit, DT, you shoot too much. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Taylor shoots one from 20 and gets flogged. <laughs> no, if you, like, we're looking at efficiency. If you, you get at least 10 to 11 out of 20, successful night. And I think that'll secure a win. Yeah, that, the the getting to ten is the hard part. So, but I, I appreciate your confidence. Um, All it takes is a hot streak, mate. Just need one to get off the mark early. This is true. The only way is up. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you for joining me. This has been another episode of the Super League podcast. I can't wait to do it all again next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Turn myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick.